0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Immanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow! Are you in Jonah chapter 1? Something very important to just highlight here, very simple. It says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tashish. He arose to flee to Tashish. And what did he say next? Are you in Jonah chapter 1, verse 3? Well, read it together with me. One to go. But Jonah arose to flee to Tashish from the presence of the Lord. Now, oh my God. What's he talking about? Well, you know the story. God asked Jonah to go to Nineveh. And because instead of going to Nineveh, he went to Tarshish, the word of God says he fled from the presence. What does that tell you? It means that the presence of God is in the purpose of God. When you stray away from his purpose, stray away from his assignment, it is as though you have fled his presence. Please, are you listening to me? This is so important. Important because the provisions of God are in the purposes of God. The covering of God is in the purpose of God. And I want to tell you with my humble experience that the most important secret of power is not prayer because prayer outside purpose will not yield. Let me ask you a question. If someone dies without believing Jesus, and he's on his way to Hades, and there he begins to pray, and all the things that they've been asking him to confess and to believe whilst he was on earth, he wants to start confessing it. Will it work? Does it mean prayer is not powerful? But he's praying outside of the purposes of God, for salvation. Do you understand that? I mean, this is a praying church. Every time we have a camp meeting, new members are surprised. It's a culture shock. (laughs) Isn't that true? Wave your hands if you were like, what's going on? You know, after we did one, two, three, and you were like, is this how it is? (laughs) So I will never downplay the principle of prayer, but I am telling you authoritatively that the biggest principle of power is not prayer. It's not fasting, it is purpose. Purpose. When God has decided to do something and you find yourself at the center of what He said to do, you will see power easy. and that's how come the children of Israel can be in front of the Red Sea grumbling, grumbling against God. But Moses stretches out the rod, and the sea still parts. Think about that. That unbelieving Jews saw the miraculous hand of God in a rare fashion. In a fashion that the world, even in its history, has scarcely seen since that time. And they grumbled through it. Please, are you listening to me? So, I- I'm just telling you Purpose is so powerful. You must discover God's purpose for your life and stay in it. Must. Without purpose, every other devotion is useless because to obey is better than what? Sacrifice. You don't, see, you don't pray in tashish and you're wondering why it seems like the heavens are shut. You are in the wrong place. But when you find yourself in the right place, in the right atmosphere of worship, like in Acts chapter 13, where as the minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work whereunto I have called them. When you go to the place God says to go, you will see the things God said you will see. Is it, is it simple enough? Hmm. And so the title of my church this morning, <laughs> I'll keep that for later for a reason. Let's move on. So coming to church is not purpose. Identifying as a Christian is not purpose. It's deeper than that. You see, a lot of people don't know what Christianity is. A lot of people don't know. I think that there's a text that crystallizes it. In a powerful way, look at First Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 20. First Corinthians, 6 20. First Corinthians, 6 20. Everybody, just read the first part. Read the first part, first and foremost. One, two, go. Help me preach that to the person by your side. Say, For you are bought with a price. Tell someone else, in case that person is not listening, say, You were bought with a price. Uh, Listen, maybe just like many other products that you buy, you don't read the terms and conditions. So no one really explained to you what this Christianity is about and what you have entered. I I want to explain it to you. You see, uh, you were in a state of utter helplessness. You couldn't help yourself. And God took on flesh, did for you what you couldn't do for yourself, died for you. And that blood is payment. He owns you now. In case no one explained it to you, you cannot just wake up like any normal person and say, "Uh, what is raining now? People are going to Canada. I'm going. No, 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 no. You no longer own yourself. You must ask. You must ask. He must permit you first because you were bought with a price. You are the product and the commodity of another person. I've explained this to you before. That the most common name for God's people in the Bible is Dulos, slaves. His kinsman redeemer. He came, he paid your ransom. Now he owns you. In salvation, we changed owners. Hey. You were bought with a price. You were bought with a price. And that's why. When God was giving them terms and conditions (laughs) during the giving of the law, he said something very profound in Exodus chapter 20 verse 5. Exodus chapter 20 verse 5. And you see, a lot of people don't know this about God. And I want to explain it to you. He says, you shall not bow yourself to idols. You shall not serve them. It says, because I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Let me listen. listen. Oh my God. I wish I had enough time to explain this. But you see, every one of us, if we are honest, we can relate to this. I cannot bring you out of Egypt with a strong hand. Turn rivers to blood. Fill the whole city with frogs. You know, and all those plagues. So that Pharaoh with his own, I mean, Pharaoh had to forcefully let you go. And even when he followed you, I parted an ocean for you to pass. Then you get to the other side. Then you remember freedom of worship. (laughs) Where, Where were your silly idols when you were slaves? Where were they? Where were they? He says, if you try that, understand this, I'm going to be jealous, and rightly so. Listen, there is ungodly jealousy, but there is godly jealousy. Love provokes jealousy, genuine love. Anywhere you see proposed love without jealousy, it's a red flag. Huge red flag. Imagine you were a spouse to someone, and the person says, oh, I'm going for a work trip. And you as a guy, you say, oh, that's fine. Let me know when you get there. And then the person gets there and says, oh, well, um, the rooms are so expensive. I have the money. You even gave me money, but I don't want to, you know, lodge. I just decided to lodge with a male colleague. What's, What's that? You're grumbling already, right? Now, imagine the guy says, oh, okay, no problem. Greeting for me. Then, sometime later in the day, you video call her and then when she opens the phone, she's lying on his chest. And he said, give him the phone. Chairman Ayelo. how you doing? And he said, okay, give her the phone. Where did you keep the keys? And he moves on like that. If any such thing happens, know that the guy has no plan for you. It is one of the starter packs for playboys if they, they don't want full responsibility so they don't mind where there is genuine love there is jealousy are you with me the, the reason i'm saying this is because even famous people like Oprah winfrey say, say uh, how can god be jealous and that's the reason she can't follow the christian god ignorance The difference between the jealousy of man, someone explained this brilliantly, and I I just love that. The difference between the jealousy of man and then the jealousy of God is this. When someone who loves you becomes jealous of you, the love diminishes for the jealousy to thrive. But when it is godly jealousy, it is because the love that he cherishes is being threatened. So the jealousy is to protect love that is almost getting extinct. Do you understand the difference? In ungodly jealousy, love doesn't exist. But godly jealousy is fighting for the love to thrive. That's the difference. I want you to know, God is jealous. When you want to serve this God... You don't go halfway. You shall love me with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Oh, you think he just wanted you to join a service unit? No, you're wrong. You shall love me with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Oh, you think giving offering once in a while is enough? No. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. That's the great commandment of the law. Are you beginning to understand it now? The Hebrew word for jealousy, especially when it was talking about God, is Q-I-N-A-H. And guess what? That Hebrew word was used in several other instances but instead of it being translated as jealousy, it was translated as zeal. Come on, are you with me? So the jealousy of God is the zeal of God. Oh my God. <laughs> if you learn this, it will change your life. I said the jealousy of God is the zeal of God. Have I told you the? That- title of this charge yet? Well, the title is Ambience, the Jealousy of the Lord. The jealousy of God is the zeal of God. Hmm. And it is simply God's vehement commitment to the execution of his plan. That's what it is. Hi, let's quickly look at one of the most powerful texts in the Old Testament, a prophecy about the coming Messiah, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. You know the text. Just one week from now, almost every church in the world will be reading it. It says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. By the way, is there a correlation between what Judah said here or not? The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Remember, right? Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it in judgment and justice for that time, from that time forward, even forever. Everybody, what does he say next? Want to go? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Oh my God. So he has told you what he's going to do. Centuries from that time. And he said the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. So what's he saying? I am jealously going to guard this prophecy to execution. Hey, Jesus. Jealously going to guard this prophecy to execution. The zeal of the Lord of hosts. Listen, what if you knew that God's prophetic word over your life, he jealously stewards it? What if you knew? Oh, Jesus. Oh, don't worry. Let's keep building the foundation. A jealous lover is a dangerous lover. <laughs> so the jealousy of God is not just in relation to you to make sure that you keep, keep yourself in his love. It is also against anyone that tries to contravene What he is trying to achieve with you. A man in purpose is a dangerous man. Did you hear what I said? A man in purpose is a dangerous man. Because if you stand against such a man, you are standing against the jealousy of God. (laughs) Let's read some texts that talk about that. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 34. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 34. It says, for jealousy is a husband's fury. <laughs> husband's fury. Husband's here. Just imagine you saw five missed calls from your wife. You called her back. And then she says, I'm at the gate. Come and help me. Come and help me. You rushed to the gate. You opened it and you saw her bleeding. And you said, "What happened?" And then you said, "The bike man hits me on the head because I didn't have change." <laughs> uh, uh, I'm already saying now, the people here are righteous, but they, they vex. <laughs> I didn't know how brave I was. Until robbers came to my house with three daughters and a wife. I met them at the door. Are you listening to me? They had guns. I met them at the door. I said, take whatever you want and go. (laughs) If I was the only one, it would have been different. (laughs) Praise the Lord. If I was the only one, maybe other ideas would have come. (laughs) Take what you want and go. I've told you the story. They were all caught, right? But thank God. You know, You, you don't know how brave you are until something threatens people that you love. It says, it says, jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. (laughs) You see that? He will not spare. When we were before, you know, magistrates standing in for Nasara to complete her adoption. I mean, you know, no matter who you are, once any Nigerian has small power, they will use it well. So they were just talking to us rudely. So what do you do? I'm a pastor. So where is your headquarter? At that time, I had been pastoring in, on the, at the VI branch. I was about to move back to Ikeja. So I said, um, I, I don't really know. Um, we've been, we have an island branch. We have an Ikeja branch. They said, is that what we asked you? You want to show us that you have many branches? And then my wife tried to interject, and then the woman said, shut up. (laughs) I have no words, no superlatives to describe what I felt that moment. The small flesh that God is still crucifying when you a thunder fire you. <laughs> you know, the salvation is still rendering. It's 99%. That one percent where is it thunder fire? You know. Is it your fault? But it is also part of jealousy to think of Nazara, and then you know. And then, you know what my wife said? Okay, (laughs) ma. When we're going home, I say, next time we argue, you know how to respond. (laughs) I say, say, ah, you feel gentle like this. Oh. Glory to God. (laughs) For jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. Look at Proverbs chapter 27 verse 4. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 27 verse 4. This is fierce what you're about to read. It says, wrath is cruel. Have you seen someone in his wrath? He says, that's very cruel. Someone who is angry, there's almost nothing he can do. You need to be watchful about that. He says, wrath is cruel and anger is torrent. He says, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Oh my God. You think wrath is bad? You think anger is a lot? Wait till you see jealousy in its full, mature, blown fashion. He says, who can stand before that? He says, Jealousy is worse. Jealousy is worse. Jealousy is rootless. I, come on, are you getting this? I like this song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6. Go ahead, open it for the first time. I hope. No, I don't hope. I don't. The only Bible text written 18, Bible book. <laughs> Parents' Advisory. It says, "Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm." It says, "For love is as strong as death." Is there anyone in your life you can die for? I mean, not everybody can die for. <laughs> Don't worry, some youngins don't really understand. When you carry your baby, you will understand. (laughs) You think you can fight? (laughs) Let them touch your children. Is as strong as death. It says jealousy as cruel as the grave. It says its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Hallelujah. So, in the same vein, especially regarding that not many people to begin with are ready to do the bidding of God when God finds a faithful man, trains him for decades. You know, Pastor Chris says, it takes God 100 years to raise a man of God. 100. To raise a man of God, you must begin with his parents. Are you aware? God will just be pushing the parents to pray, to serve him. They, They don't understand why. It is because a man of God must be raised in a proper environment. Do you understand what I'm saying? A proper environment. It takes God 100 years. Then he has trained that man. He's aiding that man. You want to stop him? You you have to think twice. Calculate it. (laughs) Is it worth it? This is the concept of baptism in in theology that when you believe in Jesus God takes you and puts you inside himself that's, that's the best way to describe it you take on his identity so that when God wants to ask Saul a question he doesn't say why are you persecuting the church he says why are you persecuting me he calls the church his body the fullness of Him that fills all things, so we represent Him as His envoys. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. We stand where He stood. That's God's picture. And so when you touch his church, you are touching him. You're touching him. It's a dangerous thing. Come on, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, the jealousy of God. And that's why I'm telling you, one of the most powerful things you can do in your life is to side with God. You know what God is doing in this age? You can descend a genuine move and then you, oh my God, you side with it. Even if God didn't tell you, you are lot. You know God called Abraham. Just follow, follow. No, just follow. Are you listening to me? Even a pagan king could recognize it. Telling Jacob, I have learned by experience that God prospered me because of you. Do you know what it means? For, oh God. This is someone without a prayer life. He has observed a pattern. God prospered me because of you. I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. I want to urge you. I want to urge you. I know you pray, but be a man of purpose. Be a woman of purpose. Find a divine compelling dream and be sold out to it. See, let me tell you something. When you have zeal for God, God has zeal for you. I want to show you a text. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) Look at Numbers chapter 25, verse 11. Numbers chapter 25, verse 11. It says, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, "...has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel, because he was zealous with my zeal among them, so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Therefore, behold, I will give him my covenant of peace, and it shall be to him and his descendants, him and his who?" his descendants after him, a covenant of an everlasting priesthood because he was zealous for the Lord and made atonement for the children of Israel. That just because of something this man did, now he and his descendants, everlasting priesthood. Can you see that? That there is a way you can position your life. You become God's integrity to protect. The the dangerous thing about it is this. God will not ask for permission to defend you. He will not. He will not. He will not. He will not. Abraham, who is that lady? Oh, she's my sister. And then the king innocently takes her. Into his bosom, and then God appears in the night. Say, you are dead. <laughs> you, in fact, he said, you are already sick. You, you dead. You dead man. There are some people. Uh, you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm telling you something that is fundamentally the birthright of every child of God. But even more so for people who have a life of consecration. You're consecrated to what God is doing on the earth. Oh boy, God will defend you. I knew that it was serious when in secondary school I had just normal quarrel with a lady in the the class. And then that night she dreamt, an angel came and said, Forgive him, you must forgive him. Ah ah. Do you understand? Just normal teenage quarrel. An angel appeared to her and said, You must forgive him. I'm telling you, the small things in my life that God takes personal is dangerous. It's dangerous. You saw it yesterday. I said, how many people have seen a dream in the past four months? You saw what happened? I said every day, at least five people dream around the world, including people I don't know. I me, mean, I'm having a good night's rest if I'm not praying. You know, what I'm, I'm sleeping. And God is busy making a name for Himself with my life. See, I'm telling you one of the biggest secrets of my life. When you just throw away your agendas and you say, God, what are you doing today? And then when God is going, you follow. You provoke his jealousy. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, you become very dangerous. Something happened, and I just want to say this. Please forgive me. I'm going to say this. You know, our island church was using a venue before. And then one pastor came from America with more money and went to the hall, offered them more money. And so they kicked us out. And they started using the church. And so, well, as God will have it, we found a better place. We moved on. Well, praise God, you know, Some top men of God in this country heard about it, called me, really, that happened? I said, sir, don't worry. Leave it. In the jealousy of God, it's even better to fight. You don't understand. Because if you don't fight, God now says, okay, vengeance is mine. After six weeks the work wasn't moving so they left so the whole the whole lost but not just that the story is just beginning this is the part that none of you knows except the pastor in our Dallas church yeah i mentioned the place okay what are the odds that you leave this place you go to start a new work in another continent in a state in that continent that is bigger than the whole Nigeria. And of all the halls there, you pick a hall, and then when the Dallas Church needs a new venue, you are falling out of favor with the owners of that place. They are determined to kick you out. So they call our people and they say, let me show you a hall. And they are taking them, taking them, taking them, and then they even, they even pay no respect to the fact that he's in the office. So they batch into the office, so he said, this will be your office. And the man stands up. What kind of embarrassment is this? What are you doing? And then even our pastor didn't know that he was there. So he was, was apologizing. Sorry. So we was stepping out now. I was telling the agent, why did you do that? The pastor there didn't know what was happening. I can imagine the shock in the man's spirit when he asked, what church? I said, celebration church. <laughs> now, guess what? Because we didn't want trouble, we left. The man has been calling. He has kicked them out. He said the hall is available. He still called you this morning. I oh, say okay. He has been calling you. You have finalised. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What I just told you is statistically impossible. Do you know? I said Dallas is bigger than Nigeria. It is statistically impossible. Ah, I said, God, sir. What's the, what's the respectful way to say, Daddy, you can be petty. Uh... Was well, there a respectful way to say it? No, so leave it. I mean, n- now they've left, so we didn't kick anybody out. They've left. Don't worry. If that testimony did you somehow, just leave it. but I have observed a pattern. I know a little bit about this thing. I am telling you, it is a realm of effortless victory. Effortless. Ah, ah. When you are in the jealousy of God, you don't have to fight. Eh? God says, don't worry, hold your peace. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. I will take it from here. Are you listening to me? By the way, I love the matter, but I hope that they have learned. You don't do that to ministries, okay? You know, but, but, ah, uh, it made me say, God, you will go this extent to prove a point. I can give you example upon example. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I'm telling you this before God. The people I do, I really love, I make sure my heart is constantly right towards them. I make sure I don't allow offense. I, I just make sure because this jealousy I'm talking about is dangerous. Some of you know what I'm saying. Some of you have touched it before. Look at Isaiah chapter 42, verse 13. Many texts I could have read, but for time's sake. Like Isaiah chapter 59, verses 16 to 19. You might want to take that down. you read it later. Where God says he will wear zeal like a cloth. (laughs) He wears it. He wears the jealousy. He identifies with... He says, I, the Lord, am jealous. That's that's a noun. That's his name. It's one of the names of God. Are you aware? It's one of the names of God. Along with Rapha, Rohi, and all those other ones, you know. Jealous. Don't touch my children. Please, are you with me? Uh By the way, the text we read yesterday in Psalm 114... Where he's defending Israel, and he said, Jordan saw it and fled. That's jealousy. The ambience of God is in his jealousy. Whereas you are going, things are, oh my God, even obstacles you didn't know existed, they're being lifted. Being lifted. Being lifted. The level of coincidence in my life, coincidence, what you can call coincidence, too much. Almost all the notable men of God that I have met, I didn't have to lobby to meet them. It's too much. I told you how I met, you know, God's servants, Bishop Abuye. You know, I mean, time and again, all of those things are dramatic. Dramatic. Don't worry, the Lord is touching people. Dramatic. The mother of one of the members of this church came to our church, you know, and all of that. And, you know, I was meeting her for the first time. We took a picture. And now, after the service, I was supposed to fly to Abuja for a conference. So, I flew. She was on the same plane. Bishop Abiui was on the same plane, you know. So, he was sitting in front of me the whole time. I didn't know. Now, when he got up to pick something, I saw, oh, this Bishop Abiwe. Okay, how do I make the introduction? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because sometimes it's awkward. Oh, my name is, Emmanuel. Uh, you know. <laughs> How do I make the introduction? So I just watched. And as is my normal fashion, all the time, God began to kick in. So when he stood up, the mother of one of us saw him and walked to him in the plane. The seat beside him was free. So she knelt. And he said, Do you remember me? I served with you in Kaduna. This 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 I was in the media team. Do you remember? And he said, Oh, that's you. So he said, You were in Lagos. Where do you go to? He said, Celebration Church. Do you know Celebration Church? Pastor Emmanuel Iren and was trying to talk, you know said. So he said, Who is that? I said, I'm the one, sir. (laughs) 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 The coincidences are too many in my life. 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 You know, yesterday in the green room, I was talking with Dunsi and he was talking about how there is a man who is a custodian in this nation. Almost every great man of God in this country at some point, received the prophetic word from him that took them to the next level. I said, who is that man? He said, Bishop okay. He said, it's a known thing. It's a known thing. He was mentioning names of people himself, Nathan Abasi, Pastor Jerry said, The moment (laughs) they met him, they prophesied, I I didn't know. I was in a room praying in my retreats on the island, and the Lord said, get up, go to that conference. I don't go to places. And I went there. I didn't even know who the guest speaker was. And then this man walks in in his Agbada. Months before, God had told me, I will launch you into the apostolic. I will get a father in this nation to announce it, and you will not need to lobby for it. So he just came. He said, I came to release a blessing on someone the grace for apostleship and to command obedience to the faith. You know, as I stepped into that meeting, Pastor Nat said, ah, I know why you are here. I know why you are here. I know why you are here. <laughs> this that's when I started hearing the whole story that, okay, this is what happened. This is what happened. Patterns. I didn't know I had never listened to any of his sermons before. That was my first time seeing him. If you learn what I'm teaching you, the anointing will function in your life more. It's, 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 It's a realm where miracles are easy. Let me tell you something. If you are in the will of God, the supernatural will be easy. I'm telling you something. There are some of us, if we don't see a vision one full week, there is a problem. We're going on retreats. It's not normal. It's not normal. Three weeks, no healing. It's not normal. It's not... Are you listening to me? It's not... Some of us will go for a retreat immediately. One full month. No extraordinary financial miracle is a sign. It's a sign in my life. This is the first time I'm saying it. It's one of the ways I know something is wrong. Oh, yes. If I don't get any notable financial miracle in a whole month, something is wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Don't worry about that. (laughs) do you see for some of us favor is an oath do you you understand what I'm saying favor is an oath favor is an oath there are many things I'm not permitted to do myself I'm not I'm not as in I, I told you this just weeks ago If a a family, they are not members of this church, they dreamt an angel said, go to that church, give the pastor money. Have you heard of that kind of thing before? And so they came, they said, sir, you don't know us, we're not members of this church. My wife and I are here because we dreamt. That was the second dream that week. I said, favor is an oath for some of us. And God defends it jealously. Your life is about to change. Your life is about to change. Your life is about to change. And you see, it's, it's, it's the easiest thing. All I'm asking you to do is, oh, those your small plans? Cancel them. Go to God again. What is your plan for my life? I'm sorry I went in my own wisdom. Lord, what? what, what? Okay, I assumed that you wanted me to do this. Then I have been asking you to bless this. But okay, Lord, let's re-strategize. I cancel all my plans. And now I'm just ministering to you without any agenda. What will you have me do? Well, like the prophet, you say, I will stand upon my watch and see what he will say stand upon my watch and see what he will say stand upon my watch and then when he instructs you you run that's another thing no you know I've told you before god only tells me what he is sure he wants to do some of us don't know god doesn't have to say it twice he doesn't have to say it twice When he says it, we're there. And then if he changes his mind, I cancel it immediately. It doesn't matter how far. I have closed down churches before. Are you aware? A 200-member church, I say, hello. God bless you. It's been fun. This is the last time you will see me. God bless you. Find another church to attend. Amen. End of it. That's all. (laughs) <laughs> hallelujah if God is not there he's not there God bless you it's been fun I love you all <laughs> just me here now if the Lord you instruct me uh-uh. <laughs> you know I've learned some of you that said uh, you know when the Lord told me to move to Abuja there was a couple that was crying after the service they still sat behind they were crying you know they almost made me consider, Lord, am I doing the right thing? Because the way they were cry- they just sat beside each other, they were crying. <laughs> then one month after, they came, they say, sir, we are relocating to Canada. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you now, you uh, see. If you want me to put me inside trouble, <laughs> I will disobey God, stay for you, then you will go. I know. Ah! Uh, I said so as you were crying, you, you, were, you were applying. <laughs> you did cry, you did apply, have you? <laughs> oh, I'm a wise leader. I love you, but I won't follow you. You didn't call me. If God says go, he will take care of you. He will take care of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to me. God is going to give you instructions of consecration in this meeting. Listen to me. Every retreat is not complete without consecration. If God, if you don't leave a retreat with instructions on consecration, where God makes demands and says, This is what you're going to do with your life, with your time, how long you're going to pray. This is how you will reorder your prayer life. This is how you reorder your generosity. If that doesn't happen, there's a problem. There's a problem. And let me say this. I've said it before. Nothing, very few things command the jealousy of God, like how you spend your money. Very few things. He said, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve me and serve mammon. Your money reveals the priorities of your life. What are the things... That you don't need too much persuasion to buy. Those are your idols. Let me tell you something. The best of us can slip into it without knowing. I fell in love with perfumes. I bought one. I bought two. I bought three. I bought five. I bought... ah, I had to say enough is enough. I first muted all the negative influences in my life, all the people that are constantly posting about death. You know, they are laughing. You can hear them. Those are the. All the, those evil influences. The people that will say, Pastor, have you smelt this one? I muted them. When people share friends, all of them, wow, just muted them. <laughs> Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. Your money is a symbol of your energy. It's a symbol of your energy. And so whatever you spend your money on is what you really love so if you want to know apart from saying God I love you I love you bring, print out your expenditure print it out and just check your priority you will know the place of God in your life you will know <laughs> hallelujah let me say this and for those of you who resonate with this you know what I'm saying ah my God if in your work with God, God tells you everything, but He doesn't tell you to give sacrificially, God never tells you to give sacrificially. There's a problem. I hope you know. <laughs> That's not the God of the Bible. If if you cannot make demands without, without negotiation, ha brethren, I've seen this year. <laughs> I've seen this year. But God can make demands. And let me say this, it is part of the strategies for your health in the Lord to make sure that at least once every year, there will be a type of generosity that it will be as if virtue left you. Your flesh will cry. At at least once every year. That's how to stay healthy. I'm not telling you what I don't do. And I'm not saying, you know, when some pastors talk about their generosity, they're talking about their generosity to their own church. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) By the grace of God, I give to this church, I give. Don't worry. It's in heaven that you will know. You know, that day, when I went for that conference, I saw Pastor Nath, and in the realm of the Spirit, I saw bags of money that had left him, but they were connected to him. And the voice said, behold, a man of sacrifice. These things, (laughs) they are registered in the Spirit. At that time, no one had told me about his generosity. It was later, when we got close, I started hearing about it. No one had told me. I was seeing him for the first time. I saw bags that had left him, connected to him with strings. Behold, a man of sacrifice. Last time I went to see him, he showed me a whole block of flats he was about to build for some people. He's planning for people in their absence. Forget it. You think you just you think it's about song. There are some people, the, the, some people's ministry. God guards it jealously. Do you understand what I'm saying? Secrets plenty, sir. It's plenty. What I just told you, you i never tell you. He brought it up because I asked him. I said, this is what I saw. But even he won't say it himself. It was later I was hearing. Hallelujah. Make it a pattern in your life. Amen, somebody. I'm going to give you a few minutes to pray. I'm going to give you a few minutes to pray. It's a moment of consecration. Consider yourself in the presence of the throne room of God. And God is saying, whom shall I send? And then I want you to respond, here I am. Send me. Let God reap your lists and reorder your priorities and give you instructions of consecration. Instructions of consecration. Instructions of consecration Instructions of consecration Do this prophetically Do it from your heart You won't relent until you have it all. My heart is yours. You won't relent until you have it all. My heart is yours. You won't relent until you have it all. My heart is yours. You won't relate until you have it all. Don't waste this moment. My heart is yours. Let until you have it all. My heart. You won't relate until you have it all My heart is yours I set you as a seal upon my heart As a seal upon my heart And there is love that is as strong as death Jealousy demanding us a grave And many waters Cannot quench this love You won't relate until you Have it all My heart You won't relate until you have it all. My heart is yours. Yeah. I set you as a seal upon my heart. As a seal upon my heart. And there is love. It is as strong. Jealousy demanding us the grave And many waters cannot quench this love talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to look right at you I want to be right to you I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to look right at you I want to speak right to you I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room I want to look right at you I want to be right to you I don't want to talk about you Like you're not in the room i give you a few more minutes I set you as a seal Upon my heart As a seal upon my heart And there is love there is the strongest death Jealousy demanding as the grave And many waters Cannot quench this Cannot quench this I said you as a seal Upon my heart As a seal upon my heart And there is love It is as strong as death Jealousy demanding as the grave And many waters If you know it, sing it Set you as a seal upon my heart As a seal upon my heart and there is love, and there is love as strong as death. Hey, jealousy demanding us the grave. And many waters cannot quench this love. You won't relate until you have it all, my My heart is yours. You won't relate until you have it all. Mm. You won't relate until you... The Lord is telling me that there are some of you who have pending instructions. Pending instructions... That you must obey now you must obey now obey now there's a wave moving through this room in few minutes in few minutes it's an envelope for consecration the ambience of purpose hey, 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 oh, oh. Oh oh, 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 I set you as a seal upon my heart, as a seal upon my heart. Hey, and there is love. Hey, it is that strong. me explain what is happening to you when you realign your priorities fire burns more it's like fuel for the anointing well because the zeal of the Lord will only come on a ready altar ready altar that's how it works ready altar Ready, altar. Come be the fire inside of me. Come be the flame of my heart. Come be the fire.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Jesus. the Lord praise the Lord thank you Holy Ghost hallelujah thank you Jesus Lord, we honor you. We give you the praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996 Blessings.